Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel Clark, and today we're talking about 1987's Street Trash. This is a film directed by J. Michael Murrow. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he was a cinematographer who directed this film. It was suggested to me by a friend who I'm not going to name here because this is the kind of movie where you just don't, you don't know if people want their name attached to it as a recommendation. So the person probably knows who they are, and... Uh, it was it was suggested to me because we were doing schlock and I had an adventure idea and someone mentioned this is a uh, a good movie to watch uh, because it was similar enough to the adventure idea that I I had suggested and I I never knew about this movie before apparently it's a big cult film um, it won something called a silver raven at the Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film um, it's it's a it's a it's a really I want to say I don't want to say a great movie. It's it's not a great movie. It's a it's a really unusual film. It has a lot of things in it that are going to disturb a lot of viewers, especially today, because like there's stuff in there that I would be reluctant to just recommend it to people across the board because it's got it's got stuff that tends to make people really uncomfortable today and it's done in like an 80s sort of way where it embraces all the ugliness of the world and uses it for humor and crude visual gross out gags so uh you know we're going to get into it as we get into the discussion but joel did you want to add anything to what i just said there or am i missing anything you um, you know <laughs> it is a difficult movie to kind of sum up not just because it sort of abandons a traditional like arc or narrative but also just because like this is like if the Garbage Pail Kids made a movie that wasn't the Garbage Pail Kids movie, you yeah. know? This is like the X-rated version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Like, there's a pulp to this. There's a grotesqueness to it that's so transcendently gross that it's actually beautiful. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's shot really else. well. It's actually got a lot of... you, And you were commenting on this before me, but, like, the cinematography is actually quite nice in places. Yeah. surprisingly so for the kind of movie it is yeah well i think i called it embarrassingly beautiful for yeah. how gross it was and i think that's a really good summation yeah i, I think that caveat on uh, recommendation is a strong one i would say that if you watched robocop and you're like i could go grosser this is a movie for you yeah, and this and this film so i think the garbage pail kids were a really good comparison because it's got that it's got the aesthetic of the Garbage yeah. Pail Kids, totally. Right down to, like, just the childish, crude humor. I mean, there are scenes with... Uh, should we... I don't know if we need to go into detail, but there are scenes that would only appeal to Garbage Pail fans. Do you know what I mean? Or or people who yeah. remember being Garbage Pail fans. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so, it, it's, it's grotesque, and it's over the top, and it's not totally clear how much of it is done with a wink and how much of it is done sincerely. I think until you get to the end, then by the, by the end, you kind of know, but when you first start watching it, because so many eighties movies have a lot of these elements in them and crank them up to 11, it, you weren't really sure, you know, what the intent was while you were watching it. You know what I mean? I, that was one of the things that I found myself asking the whole time was what was what was the intent with the scene what was the intent with you know and and, and yeah there's a lot of that in this yeah. movie 
there's also I think you're hitting on like a really important vein in this movie, which is like it's it's kind of Verhoeven-y and Kaufman-y in that like you're not as an audience member in on the joke until very deep into the movie. Yeah. Like it doesn't become apparent that it's supposed to be funny until you're like, oh, oh, OK. All right. That was because there, there's a few things and the, the scene I'm thinking very specific, like the moment I was in on the joke, like truly in on the joke. Um, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed it was this late into the movie. It's whenever the dead the dead girl washes up on the shore and the fat uh, dumpster owner finds her. Because, like, it's beautifully framed, but, they like, leading up to that, they knew when to cut. Like, they yeah. knew when the boundary of bad taste was. Yeah. And And going into that scene, like, it's shot comedically, and there's, like, a comedic soundtrack playing in the background. The fat guy's leap motif, I think is what I called yeah. it. Um, and again, they know exactly when to cut for comedic effect. So because you have that one-two punch there, it becomes incredibly obvious that it's like, okay, wait, they knew. They knew that this subject matter was reprehensible, but they used just the part of it they needed, like a surgeon, for it to hit like comedy. Okay, I get it. It was well, This is a joke. Well, I also think there was just more comfort at that time of taking things that we know are bad in the world and using them for humor purposes, not to... Not to say that they're good, but just those are things that exist, and so we're gonna we're gonna incorporate that into our comedy. So the scene leading up to that, where mm. even even by eighty standards, it was, you know, I think difficult to watch. Do you know what I mean? Where where they're playing yeah, that it's, motif, it's upsetting. yeah. And so, uh, but I think it was still just more, you know, way more common. Um, but to give people the the rundown of the movie, because they probably don't even know what we're talking about. This is all of the it's it's basically about a community of homeless people who live in a garbage dump, right? Like there's and the guy who runs the garbage dump is the fat guy that you were talking about, the guy that was who's misbehaving there. And 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 he doesn't put really it lightly. What was that? To put it lightly. Yeah, and and, uh, <laughs> and he doesn't want them living there and there's a woman who works for him who is kind of the protector of the the homeless people and she's in love with one of the the men who's 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 kind of uh his little he's, brother to yeah. what it serves as our protagonist. Yeah, he's like the most innocent character in the movie. Like most characters in this are, even the nicest people in the movie are despicable at some level usually. Do you know what I mean? But but yeah. he seems to be, him and the woman seem to be the two most pure characters in this film. And 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 the, and, the, and, the, and the film focuses on him and on his brother and on a few other key characters. There's also a guy who is kind of in charge of the of the homeless community there he he's a former uh he's, he's sort of a survivor of vietnam he's kind of mental and he's looks like a caveman he's just built like like a lot of these 1980s you know muscle he's, he's like a hobo people. conan yeah 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 he's very he's very he's very neanderthal and how he's depicted right down to like using filed down bones is um as is, as, as knives yeah. yeah and and then there's a brute cop who who kind of mirrors that guy who's just as badass and just as, you know, quick to use violence to resolve seemingly, you know, situations that don't necessarily, that don't need violence to be resolved. Um, at one point, the policeman just murders somebody who granted was trying to kill someone. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was unwarranted in the situation, but he murders somebody and he just drives home like nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. So, I, I actually am intrigued by that character because He's not a good guy, but you still sort of root for him, you know, because yeah. he's fighting way worse guys. I, I want a very thorough discussion on him. But but 
But against all this, what ends up happening is uh, there's a there's a liquor store that the guy who owns it he finds some old box of cheap booze and he sells it for a buck and that stuff is making people melt and yep. it's not that's all it's doing that's the plot like the plot is basically the love story between the woman and the young homeless guy the what the stuff that's going on with the leader of the homeless population and the fact that people are melting and there's like a little subplot involving a uh, a mafia boss and his doorman and a wife or a girlfriend that goes missing on at the dump site. But go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, like, it's almost like La Miserable where there's not, like, one really central, like, main character you can recognize. There's a lot of – it's very Hugo-ish in that there are a lot of characters, and the movie is more or less just about resolving each one of their own mini-arcs. So by the time you get to the end of the movie, like, there's – that they wrap up during the credits also it's i just, just strange and wonderful I, to watch i just want to say to people because you're invoking hugo and, and les miserables people going in with those kinds of expectations <laughs> they are going to be disappointed this is not this is not like something that you dress up to go see this is this is this is a trashy trashy movie um oh no but it's, it's make make no mistake yeah. i I am surprised at how much clear thought, effort, structure, and art went into this movie about hobos melting when they drink evil hooch. Do you know? Do you know what it reminds me of? Remember the boyfriend from Family Ties who used to make art out of garbage? No, am I? Am I the old man? It's in the been room? a while since Family Ties, okay. man. Okay, well, Nick, the boyfriend of the sister, made art out of garbage, and that was like a long-running gag about his character. Um, and and that's what this movie reminds me of. It, it, yeah, it, no, this you know, perfectly perfectly apt. This yeah. movie is garbage that has been elevated to art by some very, very skilled filmmakers. But we still have to emphasize the acting is terrible. the The plot is all over the fucking place. Like like this is just. Uh, I, I would I would put forth that there is no plot. Yeah, I think <laughs> there isn't one because I was there, there is a situation and characters, but no plot was the whole time I was waiting for the people that were melting to turn into something that would become a threat. Do you mean like I yeah. thought like I was like, OK, they're going to melt and then they're going to go into the sewers and then they're going to kill people or they're going to turn into zombies or it's going to spread. And it was just every once in a while, somebody would drink this beer, this wine and melt. And and it, and it became yeah. dangerous in a few points because when they when they ooze onto you or burst it it can kill you too but uh so like the final fight the the hooch is introduced a little bit and it becomes a small threat but not really used the way that i thought it was going to be like i thought i thought the this bad movie. guy was going to be leaking all over people and that was going to be the big battle but he just got a little yep. bit on his face and then you know they so, kill him in another different way yeah yeah I, man no here's the thing this movie has a philosophy, okay? And I, I, it is a philosophy of the grotesque. Mm -hmm. Because of the first scene where a guy drinks the hooch and he's on a toilet that is like an open-air toilet that he has found to defecate in, and he melts into it in this, this sickening extended sequence of horrific gastrointestinal catastrophe. Well, I do want to emphasize... He, he does melt, but he melts into like a rainbow colored pattern too. Like there is like a, there is a Crayola. Quality. Yeah. Oh no, this isn't just flesh colored, all beautiful and hideous colors of the spectrum yeah. 
intrude on yeah. this nightmare that you're witnessing. And like, that's it. That's the end of his character arc. That's the end of the scene. They move on. Yeah. That is the thesis of this movie. That is its philosophy. We are here to put the camera on that. And the other thing this about this movie. movie is most of the characters are really ugly. Not physically ugly, but like they're just ugly, ugly people down to yep. the core. And they fully embrace just how ugly they are. And they'll often juggle two seemingly contradictory ideas like the the junkyard bosses always going on about his two kids and how he's you know his problems at home but then just being despicable towards the woman who's trying to help the homeless kids and being basically a lech and a, a pervert and you know all these yeah, things which culminates in the extended and like again embarrassingly beautifully cinematized and and core and choreographed uh, sex assault scene between those characters, which yeah. doesn't like doesn't get explicit, but like it doesn't even really get like emotionally in that place. It's, it's weird. It's, it's very strange. It's weird because it's got that that music playing in the background that is nothing like, is so like airy and humorous, and and again, it never like as far as I could tell in that scene, he never succeeds. So it's no, it's kind of done. No, it's it, clear he doesn't succeed. It, it's, yeah, and it's played and it's played more for humor than anything else but they're again they're using something that is you know very serious so uh, yeah it's it's a scene that would not play nowadays no it, and it it's, wouldn't it's it's very weird to watch stuff like that it's rare to see scenes like that i think outside of things that knew that they were up to some shit like if you watch like the uh, of the birth of a nation like the original one of those like that movie knew what it was doing this movie is different though in that it almost like there's almost an innocence to that scene where like all of the, the weight of the reality of the actual subject matter just doesn't touch it. And well, it's cause the, it's cause they're like basically trying to, they're trying to convey that this guy's a shit bag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they're trying to do it in a humorous way. They're not endorsing what he's doing. Whereas birth of a nation yeah, is endorsing an idea. Um, so it's, it's not morally condemning it either. And that's the important thing about it is that it's not explicitly condemning it. It's just showing it oh, to you. Oh, oh, no, saying, no, like, no, but here's the thing. An asshole Here, this guy is. No, no, I, I would disagree. I think they're assuming that the audience is condemning it. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, and you, there, there you go. Yeah, I think that's yeah, correct. Yeah, the because audience, the assumption is that this is condemnable. So the movie yeah. makes no effort to do so. Because I mean, because it, well, the movie is making it's just not. I think the difference is sensibilities today. I think if it was done, it would have to be more overt. People would want to clearly know. But I think back then, the fact that the bad character is doing it to the good character is itself telling you what to think about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and it, it doesn't hold your hand in that regard. Yeah. But I really sort of admire it for that. Because, again, this is a scene, like, like you're saying, that for modern sensibilities, this would not play. Like, they would have to have... They would have to have more empowerment for the woman. They would have to have a clear judicial through line of the guy getting his head smashed in. Like there would have to be more comeuppance for this guy more immediately. Yeah. It would have to be more explicitly condemned, but this movie, it assumes the condemnation. Well, well you and, know? and it, it does a good job of it. Well, and to be clear, he does get his comeuppance. He catches syphilis because of what he does <laughs> on the beach. And that's, you know, I mean, it, again, it's all done in a humorous way, but there is, does there he not is... melt? I thought he died at some point. He might have. I don't even remember who Mel I remember the other fat guy exploded like a tick, and they just, I guess they just took meat and threw it on the other actor, he, he, which he, was great. He might have. I don't remember if he melts or not, but but I know, <laughs> I but I remember, 
I remember the guy tells him about the syphilis thing and he scratches. So, you know, exactly <laughs> what happens. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's, that's sort of, that's some of the more grotesque stuff. There's also scenes that are similar to that, that take place with the girlfriend between, um, of the mafia boss. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not quite yeah, it's the one... same, but it's weird. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's... it has a different tone to it, you know? And like, again, the movie seems aware of the tones it's setting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's. Again, this is all horrific trash. I mean, it's right on the line of exploitation. It's really yeah, trashy. Yeah. And yet, the movie is is intelligent enough to know how to play it, to know when to cut, yeah. to know well, when a character is bad and when a character is good and, and to convey that. It's it's dark comedy. It's properly dark comedy and it's stuff that like takes legitimately dark things and turns it into humor. So you have everything from all the stuff we just discussed to the the penis uh dismemberment oh yeah that's another scene that caught that unfortunately kind of caught my attention because a guy gets his penis cut off as a joke i guess and they start like throwing it around like it's a game of keep away and every time they throw it they have this this shot of this dismembered member like gracefully sailing through the sky and it's beautifully lit and it's again this this movie will show you things you didn't want to see that will be burned in your mind forever. Well, I think the thing about that scene too is normally even back then a scene like that they wouldn't have shown it. Do you know what I mean? Like they would have yep. that you might have seen it like in RoboCop where the guy gets shot there and there's blood, but you would you, I can't think of another movie where you see what we see unless it was like a where you really obscure film. Do you know what I mean? But like uh but yeah, so so it's very intensely graphic but not just that scene also they take the backstory of vietnam for the the guy that is leading the homeless people and all the stuff that happened to him and you know there and it's just you know they're just taking a lot of dark material the whole thing is set you know you know in an encampment of homeless people do you mean like everything right down the line is pretty dark and used for humor and everything is is like filthy and pathetic and degenerate uh, like the the scene where where the guy who's who's I guess one of the good guy characters goes into a, a grocery store and just starts like nonchalantly shoving things down his pants to steal them, and he gets called out by the manager and like, it's it's a, such a bizarre scene like, and like it feels like, like I was laughing during that scene just because of how brazen this dude is. And then he puts a bag over his head as he runs out and smashes a window. Uh, God, there's so much with, with raw chicken in his pants. He's got raw, with chicken. raw chicken falling out of the bottom of his pants that are packed, packed with food he has stolen. It's a scene of such rawness. It's so unique, you know. And it's it's funny. I laughed. Oh, it's funny. And there's something about just the the absolute unadulterated rawness of it. It is as raw as the chicken that was getting scattered on the sidewalk. But it's. Uh... Uh, it's Oh God! It was it was a weird weird movie, and again, I'm not necessarily recommending it to people because <laughs> it's like a it 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 requires like a certain level of buy-in when you sit down to watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like you got to be like, okay, I'm gonna be watching this kind of a movie, and yeah, you, you sort of have to know you're in for trash. Because if I was going into this movie not knowing that, I think my reaction would have been less favorable. I would have been like, ah, oh, God, yeah, what? Like, like if I had sideswiped you with this movie, you know, it would have... Because honestly, I, I was even a little bit surprised. And I have a pretty 
you know, I, I'm not usually troubled by films. Like usually I can, I can, I, I, I seen enough trashy films that I don't really get bothered that much. But like, but when I first started watching it, when we got to the scene with the leap motif you were talking about, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to watch this, but I still kind of sat through and watched the rest of it. And I realized, okay, it's, it's kind of trying to do something here. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not just, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just, um, I don't know how to put it. There are some movies from that era that will use material like that, but they'll do it in another way. And this just didn't quite feel as bad to me. Um, I, I think the point, the point you're making there is extremely valid because there's really two ways to approach the material that you see in this movie. There's the, I'm getting away with it way. Yeah. Then there's the, let's do this as gentlemen way. And this one does it the second way. Yeah. It, it is, it's, it's smart. It approaches awful things in the most, like, and I don't want to call it delicate, but it is almost surgical. So there's almost a delicacy to it. They're like, look, we know what we're doing here. This movie is a dumpster fire. Again. it will be our dumpster to fire. To the people, I think the people listening that go in with those words in their head are going to be, you're using such high <laughs> language to describe well, people that are. Here's, here's the thing. That very scene you're talking about. Uh -huh. You know the scene where you, where you see the body and it's framed, center frame, and then yeah. he's in the background unbuckling his pants, going down the cliff. If you freeze frame that, it is one of the most beautiful shot compositions I have ever seen in my life. If I had a, if I had a still frame of that, I'd hang it on my wall. It's just that startlingly good looking. This is a man who is about to molest a corpse he found on the beach. Yeah, yeah. It's that's this movie. Don't don't undersell that second part just because I'm using the high language of the first part to describe it. This movie is wretched but beautiful. Yeah, that's probably the way to describe it. Wretched but beautiful. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's like it's, it's, if if you can handle films like Corpse Mania and Killer Snakes and stuff like that, and you know, a variety of '70s schlocky movies and '80s schlocky movies, you'll be okay with this one. Um, but, but I got, I gotta like, you know, recommend. <laughs> You're it trying so hard to warn our poor audience. Well, I just don't want people to. I, because I recommend a lot of movies, and sometimes they're on a line, but they're not on a line like that. Like, like this one, I I was legitimately outgrossed by the person who recommended this one to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this yeah, was really. a this was yeah this was a uh, and again I I appreciate the movie. I I have I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed it for what it was, but I was expecting I was expecting something like Ghoulies or Troll Two, and yeah I can and, see that. And I was like, whoa, this is like. This is giving every movie in this category that I've ever seen a run for its money. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, That's... it's it's much more like the Toxic Avenger, uh, except much even it's, it's even way more past the, the yeah. This is like like trauma films were were certainly up against the line, but this this sprints past anything that the Toxic Avenger <laughs> yeah. was attempting to do. Um, I don't know about that. Toxic Avenger got pretty grotesque, so. But not in ways that th this one really gets knee deep in the filth in a way that Toxic 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 Avenger. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like you, you should watch that one again because there were a couple of scenes that were pretty awful in that one. Possibly, but I saw that film like thirty times when I was young. Do you know what I mean? I remember. Okay. I, I I remember that that one got a lot of play with me and my friends. And uh, <laughs> that's a fun movie. And uh, so much so that I even saw like the sequel and all. You know, but. But still, the Toxic Avenger, it, it, I, I feel that this outgrosses the Toxic Avenger. Um, 
And maybe it's because yeah, no, Toxic Avenger is so the tone of Toxic Avenger is so over the top, maybe. But but this yeah, one to- totally this one has is much more grounded, which surprised yeah. me. Because of all the exploding hobos in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a <laughs> It's it's definitely I mean this is definitely an unusual film. It's definitely I totally get why it's a cult classic. No, um, me too. And yeah, uh, I, th- this is I think I may have to own this movie, dude. It's I, I really liked it. I did. I was not outgrossed by it. I'm surprised but, by your squeamishness, actually. No, it's not. It's it's that. It, like I said, I like I can watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can watch watch toxic avenger oh, i can watch mark, of the, watch that the mark of the devil didn't bother me mark of the devil is about torturing people during the inquisition and it's like layered with all kinds of exploitive you know material um but but this one i was on the fence until the end do you know what i mean i was sort of like well i'm gonna watch it all the way through but when we got to that office scene that was one where i was like i was almost ready to jump ship um, yeah, I, you know, I think you're right, though. That That is almost like the nadir of how grotesque the movie gets, because right yeah. before that is like whenever the hobos kidnap uh, that mafia guy's boyfriend, yeah. which is a dark scene, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't start out that dark. Like, it starts out kind of like, eh, this is not super tasteful. Then it gets like not tasteful and dark. And then that scene like tails it. So I think if you can swallow the pills of those and get all the way to the uh, to the beach scene. Like that's when it, cause that was the moment whenever I was like, wait a minute, because like, you're right. The, the film just is kind of on the steady downward slope. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of gets funny again. Yeah. Yeah. And also it is cranking things way up to 11. So there, it, it's not like it's just assailing you with this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. all the characters are like, they're not real people. This is like WWE level grandiosity. Mm. Like the, the, the bad guy, the, the, the leader of the homeless people I think, what was his name? Bronson? I think his name was Bronson. Which, I don't remember which, anyone having a name in this movie. I, I'm pretty sure it was Bronson. I could be wrong, because I, I know there was somebody important named Bronson in the movie. Um, oh, I think you're right, though. I think it might have been something uh, like that. But let me see. I'll try to look him up on IMDb. I Yeah, it was Bronson. Uh, and his name was Vic Noto, was the guy who played him. And that guy, that guy had the look down. Like, it yeah, was, no, he nailed it, it. It's the combination of hugely muscular, but also pudgy at the same time. That just, do you know what I mean? He just. Well, right. And his acting was really good too, because he carried that presence into its full physical okay. intimidation. I am not going to accuse this movie of having good acting. I'm going to say that he was appropriately cast. Um, but even even the guy from Goodfellas that was in this, you know, it was still kind of like. He knew he was slumming it. He well, knew. Okay, that guy gets hired to play the same person every single time. And it's. And it's not because he's a good actor. It's because he can do that cadence that he does when he's talking. Do you know what I mean? Um, so the the best actor in the movie was the doorman, in my opinion. That was the that was the really? best. Actor. Yeah, maybe the doorman and maybe the woman that was saving the homeless people. Like those were the two. She was maybe, good. The, the brother was okay too. The brother was kind of over the top, but like you know, in a good way. Um, who would be my pick for the best? And actor? I like the cop, yeah. even though I don't think that was good acting. I just think it was whatever he was doing, it was working. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, there is a lot of that in this movie where, like, these actors, they're not wooden or anything like that, but they're, like, clearly the role is past their talent and the role doesn't demand that much. Yeah. But, like, there's something about the way they're shot, the way they're presented, the way they're directed, maybe, that makes them fit like cogs in a machine. It, yeah. it's, it's kind of marvelous to watch. Again, 
these characters are terrible and you will hate, I think, all of them. <laughs> but you will be entertained by them, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, the, um, and, and to bring it back to that cop, because you brought him up before, I, for oh, some, I, I, I think like something about, he kind of captures the essence of the movie in a way. Do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like this, yeah. like, he's a law enforcement guy, but he's still kind of scary. He's not, he's not somebody that you really want. Yeah, he is in no way a good guy. Yeah. Well, he's doing... I mean, he helps the main characters. Do you know what I mean? It's just that he... He does, but he's not trying to do it. There's no altruism in his soul. He is a gruff, angry bully that happens to be on the right side of the law sometimes. Like he just hates bad guys. He hates bad guys. That's sort of he, how... He does. Yeah. Uh, I but... want to go and do the uh, the the speech they did at the end of um, Team America World Police, because that's a really good one. But I, I don't actually want to befoul this review of horrible, awful Drek with actual uh, curse words, so I'm okay. not going to. Well, I, I think I already <laughs> cursed at one point, but, like... The... Well, I, but this that that speech is revolting. So. But, like, but to get on his naughty list, I feel like jaywalking would do the trick. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah, like... and he would break your jaw for that. Yeah, yeah. So he's not a good guy, but he is a justicier... Yeah. Like he mates out. Wait, 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 wait what word did justice. you just use there? What what word was that? Justiciar. Oh, okay, I, I, okay, I, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> that that's okay. Yeah, that's an interesting description of him. I I think I don't know what I like about him and what I like about the main bad guy is just how insufferably manly they are, dude. They're just so mad. They're they're like eighty. Like in the eighties, we had a lot of action heroes that were muscle bound and aggressive in a way that you just don't find today. Do you know what I mean? And they, they seem yes. to embody that to the point of parody is how I was reading it. I felt like, yeah, I felt like there was a lot like, of parody going on here, but I wasn't machismo, sure. And then these guys are like living rhinoceroses, you know, yeah. <laughs> with beards. Well, one of them yeah. has a beard. Yeah. It's the like, comp oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, that was it. That was my point is that like, it's, it's not just being big. It's not just being like kind of deranged and violent. It's about the machismo, yeah. you know? They they feel dangerously masculine, like they've just been injected with steroids, and and they could like go full steroids. Yeah, and like <laughs> even if they're trying to help you, they could end up murdering you. That's how both of these guys feel. Um, so, so yeah. So I don't know. Is it we've kind of been all over the map with it? But is there anything else that you want to talk about in this? Because I've kind of just been running my mouth most of the time. You will note the enthusiasm with which we approach this piece again. It's explosively unique, much like like the worst bowel movement of your life, and that you don't necessarily like you're not proud of it, but it's certainly an experience. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to sign off on that. Uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, what I'll say. I'm trying to think of like how do you how do you encapsulate a movie that is both so disgusting and so like not really beautiful, but like artistic and well made. Um. Mm. I, I don't know. I wouldn't do it like that. That wouldn't be my approach. But I'll, I'll you know. Uh, <laughs> this is off the top of our head, folks. Sorry about but, that. Well, no, I, the way the way that I, I think that, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think that this is, it's a really interesting movie. Um, I think that it, it has all of the things from 80s movies that people recognize and it really just kind of amplifies them in a crazy way. And so if you've seen Night of the Living Dead, you'll recognize a lot. Not Night of the Return of the Living Dead. 
you'll recognize yeah, a lot of I thought of that movie a yeah. lot when I was watching this movie. Yeah. And any movie like that from that period, you'll you'll recognize things. You'll be like this feels familiar, but it it, it makes them even I, I guess I guess there's a quality to 80 movies, 80s movies because of the tone where they kind of hold everything at arm's length. Do you know what I mean? Like the characters never really feel anything. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody gets murdered and people are very callous about it. There's a there's a weird visual gag where somebody explodes and you know it just doesn't resonate. There, there's a the tone right. is it, very strange and it's and, almost cartoonish, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's almost a this isn't really happening vibe with everything that's going on, and so it, you know all of that stuff is present in this movie. Um, you know whether people should go see it. It is up to them. Uh, it's it's yeah. like Joel said. Joel is not lying. It is very well shot. I remember there's an opening scene where the camera's very low and it's moving towards something. I don't remember. And and I was and I remember being surprised by that. I was like, wait, this is a trashy movie. I know. I already know this is a trashy movie just from the first three seconds. Yet that was a captivating shot. So you know that stuff is true. It's just that. You are probably not going to notice that because people are going to be melting. The acting is very bad, and there's literally almost no plot to the movie. Um, and that's kind of something that's charming about it. It doesn't need a plot. I think I think a plot would have felt artificial. To, to yeah, well, to I mean, like who? You don't even have a main character in this movie. You just have yeah. characters that have more screen time than others. You I know, mean, there's a fight scene at the end because there kind of has to be. But sure. and, and, and they and they were building up to it like you do see the bad guy get Bronson getting more enraged every time he sees this young man with this woman. Um, but it also kind of just comes out of nowhere at the same time, you know. Yeah. And so. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This this was a movie that I I it, it was a nice break from all the other stuff I was watching for sure. Um, it. it it definitely was, it was, you know, I've been, I've been watching a lot of wuxia and a lot of, um, uh, a, a lot of horror movies. And this was, this was just kind of a nice, you know, moment to, to not have to, uh, sort of cleanse my palate a little bit with something really grotesque. Um, yeah, this is, this is a palate cleanser. All right. <laughs> Cause I want to, I want to, this is like the epic hack of movies, you know, where like, if you need something to really completely clean your system out, this will do the trick. It's like, you're right. I feel, I feel as though everything I was thinking about before this movie was just flushed ungracefully out of my system and I'm ready for something new. So, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so, and again, I don't know what this movie's availability is. I really, you know, people can go look it up and find it. I'm sure it's probably still available on DVD and stuff somewhere. Um, maybe. I'm gonna see if I can't find it. Maybe like VHS. I said, I, maybe VHS. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I don't even know if I have a VHS player anymore. I may have to, I, I may have to acquire one. I have an old VHS player, but I don't know if it works. Um, yeah, I, that was my problem. Is that those things died so easy? Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? I I kind of wish I I had such a massive VHS library, and now it's just sad that it's gone. And a yeah. lot of movies like this, I'm sure, don't get transferred over to DVD or Blu-ray. Um, well, some don't make the jump, but but hopefully this one did. We'll see, and uh, and yeah. So again, I I honestly almost don't know what to make of the movie. It was interesting. It was worthy of discussion. It's just so strange, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and 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 
also it is the kind of movie where you watch it and you're like, I kind of can't stop thinking about that movie. Do you know what I mean? There's like, yeah, this one sticks in your mind. Yeah. It does because there's there's visuals in this movie. There's character moments and whole beats and scenes that I've never seen the like of anywhere else, and I'm yeah. unlikely to ever again. Yeah, I so... mean, there's just I, I want to give people an idea of how weird this movie is with a scene that's not as revolting as some of the other scenes. Sure, there's the scene where the cop intercepts the the mafia hitman who's gonna mm. kill the uh i think he wants to kill the homeless guy that's responsible for the girlfriend disappearing mm. and he they have this fight which number one the fight the fight is the worst shot thing in the movie the, 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 there's just not the, the choreography is horrible on it and if you like good fight scenes you're going to be disappointed at the same time it captures something about fight scenes from that era that I do remember and just sort of this faith in good old fashioned machismo. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, uh, you know, the, the toughest guy will win the fight. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Mm. But the cop beats this guy up. He, he stomps him into oblivion. I, I think he kills him. I'm not sure. And then he puts his head in an, in a toilet stall, flushes the water on it, which should be enough. But then the guy sticks his finger down his throat and coughs up vomit on the guy as a final insult you know and that to me is sort of like that's the that's where this movie resides is that level of this is missing something what can we add vomit obviously do you know what I mean that's sort of that's that's there's a lot of that in this movie um where when i saw that scene i was like why did they even do that? I don't understand why that was necessary. Do you know that? Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, it's it's to push it one step further over the line. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, there's there's only a couple of other places they could have gone past that. Do you know what I mean? So, but that's a fairly tame example from the movie. There are other examples that are not nearly as tame. Um, yeah, like the a few scenes later when the guy that wins that fight gets stabbed in the back with a a bone knife. Yeah. And when he dies, he gets peed on. Yeah. So it, it, trust me, it gets worse. I mean, but... I guess, you know, what goes around comes around is kind of what happened to him. Right? Is that supposed to be dramatic irony? Jesus. This I don't movie. know. It, it would be very interesting. <laughs> you know, what's funny. It would be interesting to watch this movie like and analyze it and see how many of these threads actually sort of play off each other and are. Are, are well constructed. Do you know what I mean? That I would be I would be interested in an answer Here's to that. The thing. My suspicion is that it's all of them because I didn't. Th this movie very cleanly ties up all of its loose ends. Even the kind of like dangling mafia subplot, they they run it over the credits in this this artfully cut way yeah. that's really amusing. The the mafia subplot was actually my favorite. The doorman who. So like eighties characters usually have one feature that they just do not stop doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Even when it's not in their interest. And so this guy is a mouthy doorman who apparently works for a mafioso type guy. And the 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 mob boss's girlfriend goes disappearing because of this guy's incompetence. This doorman is responsible in a very direct way for the girlfriend disappearing. And he can't shut up. He can't stop mouthing off. And it's again it's one of the things that's like both charming and infuriating about movies from this era and this movie just has it in even greater proportions and so that character was the character that i tended to fixate on when i was watching the movie because i was like this guy really should shut up but he's actually quite charming in the way that he's mouthing off and and everything's done at arm's length enough that like no one in the scene seems to feel the danger present even though 
it's real and it's there. Do you know what I mean? Like this, mm. like it, like in the final, in the final, uh, post credit scenes, which, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about post credit scenes, like they're new, but they're not, they've been going on forever. No, they've, they've, and they've been forever. yeah, I don't know why people think that, but like Ferris Bueller had a fucking post credit. scene. Yeah. Yeah. People. They've been around, but this movie has post credit scenes with that storyline and the guy is tied up. The mob boss is going to kill him. He's going to kill him in a really horrific, terrible way. He describes to him what he's going to do to him. And <laughs> it's, believe me, it's, it's something pleasant. you don't, you do not want this done to you. And the guy <laughs> will not stop mouthing off to him. And, and, and so the overall feeling in the room is very light. Like nobody really recognizes that death is hanging in the air the way that, that it ought to be because of what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if this were in Reservoir Dogs, it would be stomach churning, but here it's just, it's amusing. It's amusing. You know, cause, yeah. Cause of the levity. And, uh, and so, but that, so, so I think, I think between that character and the cop, you kind of, that, that, that's gives you a good idea of the range of, of what you're dealing with here. Um, so yeah, so again, very interesting movie. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to assign it a number. You know what I mean? Like sometimes in these reviews, yeah, give it a um, I can't do that because I don't honestly well, I, know what I feel about this movie yet. Um, if you were investigating it and it turns out it doesn't even share a genre with anything, but its own subgenre. What, what, what did you call it? It was like melt movies well, or something Apparently like it's that? part of like a melt movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, and like well, well, I, you would have to almost in, exclusively judge it on that scale because, like, that's like trying to judge the garbage pail kids' cards in terms of their like in terms of baseball cards. You know, it's like it doesn't make sense to judge it that way. Well, that said, I can say I think there are a lot of sort of horror slash comedy movies that that fall into a similar category as this one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Not that, that, and they don't, they're not all specifically about things melting. I think like I, I, I can definitely think of a lot of movies from the eighties that I watched that remind me of this one. It's just that this has a lot of th this, this leans more heavily into things than some of those films do. Do you know what I mean? And it, and like well, you said, I... it does it in a way that's, it's shot in a way that's memorable. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it there are parts of this movie that kind of remind me of things like to attack from the kill attack of the killer tomatoes. Do you know what I mean? Just oh, sort yeah. of, uh, you know, which, which is sort of my benchmark for crappy, crappy horror movie. Do you know what I mean? Just like bottom of the barrel, but funny. Um, and then, you know, it's bottom of the barrel and knows it is sort of how I would describe attack of the killer tomatoes. And, and this, this sort of seems to be in a similar thing where it's bottom of the barrel and it knows it. And it's kind of trying to raise it a little bit to another level, um, but but yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, I, definitely uh, it gave me a lot of food for thought and schlock. You know, I, I will say that I was, uh, it, it, you know, this this was this was I was surprised I didn't know about the movie number one. And, yeah, I never even heard about this yeah. thing, and it's incredible. Yeah, um, it's sickening. It's like a car crash, but. You, I mean, I rubberneck those. You know what this so. movie? You know what this movie feels like. Do you remember the Cindy Lauper song to uh, the Goonies? You probably don't. It's, again, it's been a while since okay. the Goonies. I don't even remember the name of the song, but she had a song that was for the Goonies, and there was a music video for it. And 
at the start of the music video, they had a bunch of WWF, now WWE, but at the time it was WWF, the, 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 a bunch of wrestlers in this sort of, you know, dramatized scene with her and her family at a gas station. And everything's sort of over the top, a little bit grotesque and weird. This movie reminds me of that. It's, it's that part of the 80s is what it reminds me of. Um, Remember that scene in Monty Python's The Meaning of Life where that really fat guy goes into the French restaurant and oh, yeah. he oh, yeah. eats until he explodes? That's kind of this movie. Yeah, well, there's like, that, too. If you made too. that into a feature-length film, it there, would be this. You know, you know what movie? Okay. Uh, what was the movie? Uh, the guy who directed Lord of the Rings, he made a horror movie. I'm, I'm struggling to remember the name. It wasn't Evil Dead. Yeah, Steve, no. Steve Jackson. What did it he was, do? Dead al- right. Was it Dead Alive? Um, let me let me look. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it reminds me a lot of that movie. Um, uh, I know it has two different names. Um, oh yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but it's again <laughs> dredging up memories. But it, it's that lo- like that movie has a lot of stuff that's just like really supremely gross and kind of gets you at a gut level. Um, you will have a visceral reaction to this movie. Uh, probably it, nausea. <laughs> was it Brain Dead? Was it? I thought. I thought Brain Dead was the one where the guy. Wait, I think the the guy like worked with brains specifically, and like he started going insane, and had to have brain surgery, and he had all those weird uh, hallucinations. I thought that was Brain I Dead. Can't, I can't remember. I, I but I but I know there was like a. Um... I, 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 I could have sworn it was called Dead Alive when I saw it, but I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. So I'll try to look it up after because there's no way I'm going to be able to figure this out on the fly. Um, but, but yeah, it was... Oh, go ahead. Well, I thought that... Is it Cell? 1408? Explorers? It's the one where you have the, the, the priest... Who who fights the the undead creatures and says I kick ass for the Lord? It's that movie. I don't remember he's, that he's one. He's like a kung fu fighting priest, and he's like roundhouse kicking zombies, and and there's a scene with there's a really gross gross scene that involves custard, and there's an another really really gross scene that involves a lawnmower and zombies, and it's this movie gets to that level of slop. Do you know what I mean? Not quite in the same volume but to the same degree you know um was it the frighteners no that was i think that was the one with michael j fox maybe i have the director wrong i don't know uh oh there's one called brain dead yeah brain dead and dead alive yeah dead uh, alive is what i remember being called. okay yeah it is called brain dead huh let's look that up it was sort quick. of the movie that if you liked evil dead people led you to back when it came out i remember that i haven't seen it since it was on video, so it's been a yeah, long Yeah, when a time. rabid rat monkey bites Vera, she gradually yeah. converts the residents of Newton into a zombie horde. Okay, yeah, Brain Dead or Dead Alive. you got to see Brain Dead if you have not seen it. That, that, I haven't seen it, and that looks like it's going to be... That movie, that movie is fantastic in so many different ways. Like, uh, again, it's we, been we a long... We call this podcast Schlocktoberfest yeah. and just to have a couple of schlock movies leading into that. Yeah. <laughs> if we could make it rhyme with April... That would probably be ideal. Um, Schlaperl? We'll, yeah, work, we'll workshop that. Yeah, we'll, we'll table that. <laughs> well, well, we've never been good with branding anyway. So uh, <laughs> by choice, by choice. 
Oh so. my god. Well, so, I, I feel like you should brand, like, off-brand a game called Schlock. It, it should feel like someone... Like, remember, um... Well, we have oh, Schlock. We wrote... I, I just revised Schlock today. Um, I know, but I mean, as far as, like, branding and marketing Schlock, I feel like it should feel like... Remember those old Tom Carvel commercials? Where he was like, Come on down, I'm gonna put you the way... <laughs> well, I don't know, I think... They were awful. And I, I want it to feel like that. We'll see. I, well, my my goal with Schlock is just to make people laugh, like make people uh, laugh and give people like a good evening of fun when their regular game isn't happening. I mean, it's kind of like a uh, a beer and pretzel. Just, or... Yeah, beer and pretzels game. Yeah, beer I think and that's exactly where you want to be when yeah. you're doing this game. Like, this yeah. isn't serious. This isn't long term. If it, you have an evening and you want to do something stupid and fun, yeah, Schlock. It's yeah. it's it's Kobolds Ate My Baby, which is a game we used to play. <laughs> Did you ever play that Kobolds Ate My Baby? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, that okay. sounds familiar. Though. Okay, I two things I need you to do. You definitely <laughs> have to see Dead Alive, and number two, you definitely need to look up Kobolds Ate My Baby and see if you can find it anywhere. I don't oh, know if it's on God. RPG now or Drive to RPG or. I hope so. Then, we need to immortalize stuff like that. But we need if it is. I really want to do a Kobolds Ate My Baby stream because I that's up there with Og. And all these, there were a bunch of beer and pretzel games that I remember. Coming I remember Og. Yeah, Og, well, Og was more successful. Og was much more successful. Yeah. But Kobolds Ate My Baby was actually, I thought, a lot more fun. Um, we used to play it all the time, just because, like, you know, if 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 the game petered out for any reason, or if if the session ended at a time where we still had like an hour, or if not everybody was there, we would play Kobolds Ate My Baby, and it was it was terrific fun. Th th those are great filler games. Uh, that are really low pressure to run. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't sweat running a great game of Cobalt Save My Baby. You know, just the fact that you're playing it is enough. You know. So, so yeah. So, anyways, again, the name of the movie is Street Trash. It came out in 1987. It is. It is really difficult to describe. Uh, I would, you know, encourage people to to formulate their own judgment on whether they should see it. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, yeah, it, it, I feel like if you've listened to the stuff we've described happen here and you understand that this is going, you're going to see these things in all of their wretched glory and you're still like, you know what? Okay. I, I think you're the kind of person that can tolerate it yeah. at least. Um, it's, it's the kind of movie, again, it's the kind of movie. If somebody is telling you about a horrible, disgusting movie they saw and you want to outgross them, then it's the movie you recommend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. It's not like Hannibal Holocaust, Hannibal Holocaust bad, but it is. It is bad. Yeah, yeah. I I do want to say there are movies that are, but here's the thing: those kinds of movies are. They're operating on a different tone level than this one. Was. This is true. You know what I mean? Like those movies. Totally. That's why I mentioned Corpse Mania. You know, there are movies. There are movies out there that are infamous. That, uh, the you know, or Val Valley of the Bamboo Dolls, which is one of the most horrible movies you could watch. Um, you know, they're out there, but they operate under with a certain tone in place that makes the experience very different from this movie. Um, yeah. So, so anyways, uh, we will, we will be back on, um, and, you know, hopefully we'll, maybe we'll do Dead Alive. Dead Alive will be a much easier film to review because even though it's way over the top, it, 
it has more traditional film elements going on that will make it. Yeah, uh, a more traditional narrative would have made this a somewhat easier pill to swallow. As it stands, yeah. you're kind of rudderless in the sea of garbage. You, you will be amazed that the man who made Dead Alive went on to make Lord of the Rings. That <laughs> that that's always surprised me. I remember when they announced him, I was like, wait, the Dead Alive guy is making Lord of the Rings. That these couldn't be more different. These things, you know. So, um, so anyways, we'll be back on, and we will talk to you later.